Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Jesus. Turn it up. Let's go. Let's kick it. All right, all right, all right. I'm here drinking some water, trying to be more healthy. I'm actually on a, on a health grind right now. I just like, I want to be healthy. Drinking some water, kicking back and relaxing. We're going to talk about the brain. We're going to talk about some brain facts. Dude, are you ready to hear some brain facts? Multitasking is impossible. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh Uh-oh. When we think we're multitasking, we're actually context switching. That is, we're quickly switching back and forth between different tasks rather than doing them at the same time. The book Brian Rules explains how determinal multitasking can be. Research shows... Research shows your error rate goes up 50% and it takes you twice as long to do things. Whoa, that's, that's interesting. An adult brain weighs about three pounds. The texture of the brain is like a firm jelly. The heaviest normal human brain is weighed 4.43 pounds. Dang. The smallest brain is 2.41 pounds. About 75% of the of the of your brain is made up of water. Dude, this is this is interesting. This means that dehydration even as a small as 2% can have a negative effect on brain functions. Dehydration and a loss of sodium and electrolytes can cause acute changes in memory and attention to prevent any loss of body or brain function. Take steps to keep your body properly hydrated. Y'all, we need to drink water. We need to drink water. Do you hear me? Drink water. It's healthy. There's a point to all this, I swear. The human brain will triple its size the first year of life. A two-year-old baby will have an 80% fully grown brain and it will continue to grow until you're about 20 uh, until you're about 18 years old. It isn't until about age 25 that your human brain reaches full maturity. The human brain is the largest brain of all variables to the body size. I'm gonna stop right here. To all the 18 to 25 year olds that listen to this podcast. Your brain, unless you're 26, then, then you're fine. Your brain is still developing. My brain is still developing. My wife's brain is still developing, even though she, like, I, I think it's fully developed at this point. But science, this isn't, I'm not talking about the Bible yet. This is science. Your brain doesn't develop until you're 25 years old. So all your dumb decisions, I'm not strictly blaming it on your brain isn't fully developed, but I am saying if your brain isn't fully developed and you're making stupid decisions, like, let's talk about that. Like, dude, your 
brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 years old. Wow. Dude, this this one this one got me. The human brain contains approximately 100 billion neurons. I'm going to read this. This is about the same number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy. These neurons are connected by trillions of connections or synapses. Experts call this is a neuron forest. Information between these neurons in your brain for everything we see, think, or do. These neurons move in for information at different speeds. The fastest speed for information to pass neurons is between 250 miles per hour. That being said, neurons are only made up of 10% of your brain. Ever had a brain freeze? I've had brain freezes. The brain freeze is a really a warning signal. I don't know this word. Officially called a, a brain freeze happens when you eat or drink something that's too cold. It chills the blood vessel and arteries in the very back of your throat, including the ones that take blood to your brain that constrict when they're cold and open back up. When they're warm again, causing the pain in your forehead, this is your brain telling you to stop what you're doing to prevent unwanted changes due to temperature. Uh oh, this one this one got me. Kind of. Alcohol affects your brain in ways that include blurred vision, slurred speaking, and unsteady walk and more. These usually disappear once you become sober again. However, if you drink often for long periods of time, this is evidence that alcohol can have a long term effect on your brain permanently and not reverse once you become sober again. Long-term effects include memory issues and some reduced cognitive function. Okay, the last one. Your brain is a random thought generator. In 2005, National Science Foundation published an article regarding research about human thoughts per day. The average person has 12 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those 95 are exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the, as the day before. And about 80% are negative. Yo, 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 yo. We need to take a step back here. We're not talking about Bible. We're not talking about the Holy Spirit. We're just talking about science here. It's probably worse now, honestly, in my opinion. I'm I'm just going to reread it. Your brain is a random thought generator. In 2005, the National Science Foundation published an article regarding research about human thoughts per day. The average person has about 12,000 thoughts to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those 95, 95% are exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the day before. And about 80%, 80% are negative. If 
80% of my thoughts are negative. 80%. That's negative self-talk. That's negative towards other people. That's negative. That's just negative. They didn't go in depth about what it was negative. We need help. We need, we need help. We need the Holy Spirit. We need God. 80% of our thoughts are negative. According, this isn't like a biblical fact. This is just science. And like, I don't know the current research. I just looked up random brain facts and I found that we need to view ourselves better. Eighty percent of our thoughts are negative. Dude. That's insane. That's crazy. That's an that's an enormous amount of things going on in our head. And 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 I'll say this before I go before I go to the Bible. Before I, before I even mention, I've mentioned the Bible a few times, but before I even like go and explain what God says about our thinking and what, what, what's biblical, let's go to culture for a second. So 80% of our thoughts are negative. That's, that's, that's a large sum of our thoughts. That's a, a, a that's almost a hundred percent. And that was back in 2005 when technology was not as predominant as it is today because I think there has been really, really good things about social media. But also sometimes I just hate it. I hate it. Sometimes I do. Um, I have a whole opinion on that. It's like, well, it can be used for good, but so can everything else. I think in our world today, before Amazon Prime, we were not as anxious. We were not as self-centered. We were not... Like before... I would even go as far as to say before smartphones came out. I don't think we were as self-absorbed and selfish in the way that we are with our phones. I, I think that causes a lot of stress. Uh, and you can back me up if I'm wrong, but I think it causes anxiety. I think people pleasing is exhausting and we have a culture that's trying to please other people through a screen and they don't know, they don't know they're just doing it because they're hurt and they're not actually 
They're not actually like trying to get anywhere because people, a life of people pleasing will always exhaust you. A life of people pleasing will always exhaust you. That's a side note. Like a life of people pleasing in itself of, oh, oh, who can I please? Who can I, who can I do this? It will always exhaust you. Anyways, I say all of that to say that the way we think matters because you can only go as far as your weakest thought. You can only go as far as your weakest thought. Your thoughts will, will produce life or death and in those thoughts we have to control we have to have self control cuz eventually what's inside of you is what's going to come out of you like like what you're consuming is is going to come out of you naturally will not even just, like that's biblical too but naturally it will come out of you. And so if we're thinking negatively, we're going to act negatively, we're going to be anxious, we're going to we're going to be in a cycle of of depression. And I'm not saying you can't hear me, hear me, hear me. I was I was anxious. I I was filled with anxiety and depression for 13 years of my life. So I'm not saying that it's impossible to just feel those things because there's other circumstances that happen but I'm saying that what we listen to matters what we watch matters what what we intake matters because if we're already thinking negative thoughts like do we really need to be listening to Eminem uh oh my wife like one of the first things we talked about she said, what kind of music do you listen to? And I said, rap. And she goes, why? And I go, because it sounds good. It sounds, it sounds good. And I like the beat and some of the music speaks to me. And she goes, yeah, but is it giving you life? This was on our first date. Like this was, this was on our first walk. Like if you haven't, Gone back and, and listened to uh, Deep Dive on Relationships. You should. This was on our first walk. Like, one of the first moments that we had. And it, it kind of changed my life in a way. Because I'm not saying I don't listen to rap. I, I still like rap. Shout out to Lecrae. Shout out to NF. Shout out to... Shout out to Holby. Dude. But... I'm not saying that you can't listen to rap music. I'm not saying you can't listen to secular music. But I am saying I would listen to these songs. I would listen to Kanye and I would listen to Drake and I would listen to Little Uzi. And dude, like it would it would make me like it wouldn't make me want to have sex or anything, but it would make me have thoughts in my brain that did not 
need to be there because in these songs, they talk about women and how they treat women. And, and in these songs, they would talk about how they're doing drugs. And in these songs, they would talk about how the culture of men is 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 only one and, and going to submit to only the male. And dude, like, I didn't realize the power of music had on over me until that walk. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Like, I didn't realize that music had such an appetite for the way I was thinking. I didn't realize that until that moment. You know what I started doing? I started playing worship music in the car. I started, like... Uh, like I still listen to Little Cray and I still listen to NF and I still I still look up to those guys like those guys I, I like and I admire and I, I still like Michael Jackson like King of Pop I'm not saying you can't listen to secular music but if it's gonna cause you it's if it's gonna cause you to to think certain way cut it out Uh, one of the things growing up, my dad never let us watch rated R movies. And now in my marriage, like we set a rule in our house that we're not going to watch rated R movies either. Because you know what rated R movies are? Straight. Um, let me say this. There are some really good rated R movies. I, I like some rated R movies that are good. I don't, I don't think Shawshank Redemption is rated R. Anyways, that's one of my all-time favorite movies is Shawshank Redemption. And I, I, I love that movie. But we will not watch rated R movies. And here's why. Here's my reasoning for it. We won't watch rated R movies. I won't watch horror movies. I, I'll barely, like, I'll barely watch a scary movie. Like, I won't put myself in those circumstances because of my thinking pattern and what it's going to do to me and how it's going to affect me. I'm just not going to do that. So society, culture, society says we think 80% negatively. Culture puts pressure on us. Culture does all these things. Culture, culture, culture puts this on that. Culture puts anxiety because you're worked and you're stressed. And um, when you're stressed, your brain thinks more. When you're stressed, like your, your brain thinks more. When you're stressed, it's probably hard to sleep. When you're stressed, it probably leads to anxiety and who knows whatever else. Because you're, what you think about matters. Like garbage in, garbage out. And garbage will come flying out of a garbage truck because you put garbage into a garbage truck. Like garbage in, garbage out. So we talked about culture a little bit. We talked about society. Dude. Let's, let's 
dive into the Bible of what what the Bible says about thinking. Because I think the Bible has a lot to say. And dude, like, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to talk about the Bible. So, I was doing, um, I was doing research about just like different Bible characters that sinned. Adam and Eve, shout out to Adam and Eve, dude. Adam and Eve did not think, Adam did not think and act. He was selfish. And if he thought and captured his thoughts, we wouldn't be here. If Adam captured, hold on, let me pause because I felt like this was from God, the Holy Spirit. If Adam captured his thoughts and said, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. I'm going to tend the garden. Dude, we wouldn't be here. Eve was captured by her. Eve was tempted by her. Eve was tempted. I think I'm going to do a podcast like this is going somewhere. Like Eve was tempted to eat the fruit. And if Eve didn't fall through that temptation. Temptation isn't bad. It's what you do with temptation. Your thinking isn't bad. It's what you do with your thinking. Dude. My guy Abraham let another man walk off with his wife. Reuben slept with his father. Moses had an anger problem. Noah in the Bible was a drunk. Your thoughts matter. You don't just become an alcoholic overnight. You don't just become a rager overnight. Moses had an anger problem. He he didn't just become angry overnight. His thinking was off. Noah was a drunk. You don't just become a drunk overnight. You, You become a drunk because you're hurt and you're broken and you need Jesus. David. David. King David. Committed adultery. I want to pause for a second. We have people in leadership, people that are holding themselves to a high standard and committing adultery, committing sexual things. This isn't a new thing. But adultery doesn't start with... Adultery does not just start with you sleeping with another woman. Adultery starts with the thought of saying, oh, she looks good, even though I'm committed to somebody else. Adultery doesn't start with sleeping. Adultery starts with a thought. Dude, Paul, one of the greatest evangelism evangelists of all time committed murder. Not just to one, but to thousands and thousands of people. You don't just commit murder one day. You don't just wake up and commit murder. His thought life was wrong. His thought life was wrong. His thought life was was whacked. 
you don't just overeat to overeat. You're probably not thinking right. Dude, for years and years of my life, I was honestly really, really negative towards myself. And I would go to altars, say, dude, God set me free. God set me free. God heal my brokenness. God heal my mind. And nothing would ever happen. And it honestly wasn't until recently I had a pretty... I don't know if I want to call it an episode, but I, I, I was being really negative towards myself. And, and my wife is so loving. She'd be like, I don't want to hear that. That's not the way God views you, so why would I view you that way? Woo! Shoot dang. And so I said, babe, I've had enough of this. And she said, yeah, you've had enough for a while now. Like, what are you doing to change that? Like, what are you doing to change those negative thought patterns? What are you doing to change those negative habits in your life? Because a negative habit is probably rooted in a negative thought. Uh Uh-oh. In first, no, second, second Corinthians 10, five. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. She said, no, you have to start speaking truth over you. You have to start speaking the word of God over you. You you, want to break this habit? Like, start speaking truth. And so I said, okay. And I surrendered because you have to surrender your thought. Because in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Meaning, in our minds, God, God created our minds because we're created in the likeness of God. He created our minds, but He also... Like, there's thoughts that we have that don't need to be there. There's thoughts about ourselves, other people, other other things in our life that don't need to be there. And Paul talks about this. He said, we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So meaning, like, there's thoughts that I have daily that I'm just like, dude, why, why am I thinking like this? What caused me to think like this? And I will, I will take my thoughts captive, and I say, Jesus, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think like that. I don't want to, I don't want to think like that, because again, at the beginning of this episode, I said, your thoughts, your strongest thought will be your strongest action, because eventually, what you put inside of you will come out of you. What you think about, you'll eventually say. If you're constantly thinking about gossip, you're gonna go and gossip. If you're constantly thinking about alcohol, you're going to go drink. If you're constantly thinking about food, you're going to go eat. What comes what comes in you will come out of you. 
Whether that's good or bad. Okay, okay. So I want to get practical here. I want to get practical here because we have 80% of people thinking negatively. Say, Noah, how do you, uh, how, so I have these thoughts, but like, what's the practical solution? Uh, What's the practical solution? And I say, dude, I have a whole sheet of paper of truths that I say about me every day. And I can't tell you that. If I if I told you that I would have I I've had negative thoughts since then I'd be lying to you. But I use this every day. I look myself in front of the mirror, and I say the truths about Noah. What God says about Noah in the Word. What God says about me in the Word of God. Because there's days that I have where I'm just like, dude, like I'm. I want to go back to my old habits. It's not just like in the morning thing. My wife pointed this out. Like she said, Noah, like you can do that in the morning to get your day started off. But when you're having thoughts about yourself that are negative, you need to go back to the word of God. You need to go back to prayer. And I, In that conversation, I got defensive because I was like, no, like if I do this at the beginning of the day, like it's going to, it's going to magically fix itself. And it's going to like, you know, it's going to just, but (laughs) I am so thankful that I don't just have to read that. I don't just have to read that one time. It's not like a one-time thing. And then it's like. Oh yeah, like Noah's good for the day. And then three hours later, something happens, a situation happens because life is real and raw and things happen. And then I get frustrated and I want to go back to my old ways and blame myself and blame me. I said, Holy Spirit, come and give me a verse that I can tug on to. And he does every time. Okay, that's great, Noah, but I don't even follow this Jesus guy. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, dude, like, come on. But I want to change my habits. I want to change my habits. Because I know for a fact, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't look like, I look at the numbers, but... In reality, I don't know who listens, and that's okay. Like, let's keep it that way for a while. I know for a fact that there's non-believers out there that listen to this. I know there's a fact that non-believers want to listen to this. I would say, if you want to change your habits, it starts with you. Whether that's drugs, whether that's alcohol, whether that's um, whether that's your foul language, whether that's uh, whether that's looking at other people lustfully, 
whatever that may be, your habits have to change if you want freedom. Because the reality of your thinking is, yeah, it's probably negative, but to really be grounded and to really be a person that says, you know what, I don't need to think like that. Honestly, you need the Holy Spirit. Honestly, you need Jesus. And and I would say this. You need a community of people that believe in you and want to support you and that aren't going to tear you down. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Like if you have friends that are constantly tearing you down, it's, it's not time to not be friends because I, I never believe that you can never be friends with somebody but I do believe that if they're constantly tearing you down if they're constantly beating you up if they're constantly doing this and that if they're constantly nagging you to take drugs if they're constantly nagging you to take weed and you're trying to get your life straight I would say it's time for you to leave those friends for now until you're in a place of saying hey I can be friends from a distance I can be friends I can be friends like and have boundaries, I can be friends and meet up in a public place. But until then, you need a break from them. I'm not I'm not telling you to like just I'm trying to think. I'm not telling you to burn a bridge with those friends. I'm telling you to be healthy with your friendships because I think a lot of your friendships cause you to think negatively. And if your friendships are causing you to think negatively and not be in a good healthy place. It's time to leave. It's time it's time for you to leave those friendships behind. I would I would even say if there's habits in your life that you need to break, start saying things that you've never said to yourself before. Like that sounds so silly and that sounds so weird. And that sounds so like no, why would I just look at myself in the mirror and Tell myself that I look pretty. I'm not... If that's what you need to do, then do that. Like, if that's what you need to do to build confidence, I think... I think ultimately, if you're not a Christian and you're you're struggling with habits, I think... And you want to be healthy, but you're not in a place to receive Jesus. Listen, from me... There's no judgment here because I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge you if you're, if you're not a Christian and and you want to make a change, but if you want to make a sustaining change and if you want to live a life that's healthy, live a life that's free, you have to leave some of those things behind. I would even say if you want to change your habits, you want to change your habits, you want to change your thinking, it starts with the way you think, it starts with the way you view yourself. And I think in culture there's this idea that we can't have confidence in ourselves 
because the culture, I feel like, has it's kind of twisted and manipulated. Well, confidence is just me believing in me and me doing my own thing. And as a follower of Jesus, you can't follow follow. You can't follow culture and follow God. You can't. It's impossible. If you want to follow culture, follow culture. If you want to follow God, follow God. But I say like this thinking thing because, dude, we as believers, we as non-believers, like if you want to change things, change the way you think. Because some of us are so captured in, in what other people think of us or, or what if I do this or what if I do that. We're so captured in the what if that we forget here and now. And I don't want to be a person that forgets here and now and, and just questions the what if. I don't want to be a person that doesn't have peace. Like, dude, listen to me, young person, 18-year-old person that's anxious and depressed and, and trying to figure out their life. And trying to figure out who they are. And trying to figure out what's going to be the most successful. Like, how am I going to be successful if I can't even think straight? And the reality is, the reality, the truest reality is your thought life matters. And you can actually sin while thinking. Like, you can sin and think at the same time. Because it says in the word, looking at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery. Whoa. So if you want changing your life, start thinking differently. If you want to do things that no one else is doing, Start saying things to yourself that no one else is saying. I think there's a difference in how we think. Because in my life, when, I, when I've read truths about me, when I've read the word of God, in moments of, uh, of trying to go back to old ways, I, it has literally changed my life. It changed my life. And it's even changed my life in how I think about things because well, really one main thing is I used to get anxious about well, what's next, what's next, what's next. And I forget what was happening here and the Holy Spirit said so strongly to me he said why are you so anxious when we have the Prince of Peace in you whoa why are we so anxious about what we think about if we have the Prince of Peace inside of us if we have the Prince of Peace inside of us we shouldn't need to worry We shouldn't, we shouldn't need to worry. Also, another Bible verse on taking your thoughts captive is Proverbs 4.23. 
Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Dude, I don't I don't know who you are struggling with your thinking, struggling with even I would even go as far to say as body issues. I would even go to say as far as like you like son, like you're loved, like cuz what you think about is what's going to come out of you and if you're thinking that you're not enough and you're cuz cuz right like there's God and then there's Satan and so Satan will throw lies. Like, if we can win the battle in our minds, we can win. Like, if we can win the battle of our minds of saying, dude, the most common lie is, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough for this job. I'm not pretty enough for this job. I'm not enough for, for, for this position. I'm not enough for my family. I'm not enough for... I'm not enough. Scripture tells me something very differently. Scripture tells me that I am enough, I'm loved, I'm called by the one who, who like made it possible on the cross. My victory in my thinking is on the cross. Why is it on the cross? You ask me, that's a good question. Because Jesus said it is finished on the cross. But there is, there is a real power in the way that we think. Because the way that we think will determine how we act. And the way that we act will determine our destiny. We have to think God thoughts. We can't, like, I think, I think the enemy is real and will place thoughts in our lives. But the truth of the matter is, every lie that he said is not a new lie. And we'll cover spiritual warfare soon. But every thought, every every lie that he's thrown at you is not a new lie. How we handle it, how we think about that lie, because the enemy can throw a lie at me and I can go, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm whatever. The enemy can throw all that at me and I can back every single one of his lies up that he's ever told me in the book. It's called the Bible. And, 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 y'all, we got the greatest helper of all. We got the Holy Spirit to help us in our thoughts. There's a reason I don't watch shows. There's a reason I don't listen to that music anymore. There's a reason why I don't go to those places anymore. There's a reason because if I go there, my thinking will be off. And if my thinking will be off, I'm not living a godly life. My life doesn't start with how I act. It actually starts with how I think. Whoa, whoa, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back one more time. My life does not start with the way I act. It starts in the way that I think. I don't know who you are today. And I don't even need to know who you are. That's the beauty of this is but and if if scripture isn't helping 
you're a Christian, if scripture isn't helping, I would say go to go to people that that can build you up. Iron sharpening iron. Go to people that if you're low, go to people that are gonna uplift you. I would say even even non-believers in this, like go to people that are gonna uplift you, go to people that are gonna encourage you, go to people that are gonna build you up and support your dream and support who you are and support the calling of God. Because if 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 you're just in a negative environment, maybe it's the environment, maybe it's not your thinking. Maybe you're actually a strong-willed thinking. Maybe you just have an environment that's bad. Maybe something happened to you. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you think negatively. But I know that, that we're called, I'm called to capture what I'm thinking. I know that I'm called to capture my thinking. And it's a heck of a lot easier to say it on a podcast than to live it out. But a rule that I have on this podcast is like, if I haven't been living it out, I can't share it. If I haven't been actively living this out in my life, I'm not going to talk about it. Because I don't want to lead you to a place of something that I am not walking through or I haven't walked through. Because that's unfair. It's unfair. I will try my best to lead you to a place of vulnerability. But also to a place of saying, hey, I'm walking through this. I'm never going to tell you anything that I wouldn't do. Or that I'm already doing. Learn to capture our thoughts. Learn to... Learn to capture our thoughts. Learn of what environment we're in. Learn how to think positive about ourselves. Learn to think God thoughts. Dude, and again, like... If we can win the war... In our minds... The rest is easy. The rest is a cakewalk. Because you're saying, I can do this. My brother's a marathon runner. And he's told me stories before of how he's getting this wall. It's called a runner's wall. And he's told me, he's like, dude, it's so bad. But I just keep pushing because I keep telling myself I can. I can and I will. And I'm not going to give up. And... I'm, I'm, I'm almost done, I'm almost done, I'm almost done. And every time he's finished the race. And he said, it's more of your mentality than your actual running. And my brother's not a believer yet. Shout out to Aaron. But, dude, like, if, if that's the case in running, of just mentality of, dude, I can do this, even though I'm exhausted and I'm tired and... And I'm all of the above and I just want to quit. I can do this. Maybe that's all you need to hear is I can do this today. I can do this tomorrow. Day by day, dude. And and recently he he finished a race that was like, I don't know. He told me it was like three hours long. But for a marathon? That's insane. We got to learn 
push past the runner's wall in our mind and go, I can, I will, I got this. If we do that, we're going to be okay. We can face a lot of things, but if we can say, dude, I got this. Better yet, better yet, I'll finish by this. If we can say two things, God's got this and I got this. We can literally walk through any room, any situation, and have the confidence to say, God's got this, and because God's got this, I got this. Imagine a world where every room, every place where we operate in, every every facility, every every everything that we would operate in, we would say, you know what? God's got this. And because God's got this, he can trust me to do this. So therefore, I got this. Game changer. Game changer. It's going to change the game. Let's start walking into rooms, hallways, classrooms, auditoriums, business, like, uh, CEOs. Let's start walking into rooms saying, you know what? God's got this. God's got this. I got this. Dude, confidence is not arrogance. Confidence from the Lord is not arrogance. Anyways, y'all, thanks for listening today. Thanks for your support. Thanks for watching and tuning in. Peace.